Good morning, everybody. I wanna thank you for showing up on this day in May. Wow, you look great. I wanna say hi to all of our campuses, our prison campuses. Let's give them a round of applause. Also, our other campuses, whether they be in Florida, Oklahoma, in beautiful Tejas, that's Texas, or online, thank you so much for being a part. You know, May is a busy time, isn't it? And people are moving and grooving, rocking and rolling during May. I can't believe you're here. I can't believe I'm here, really. <laughs> but I am gonna be here uh, in this series that we're doing called May Day. May Day, May Day, May Day. That's the international distress call. It was invented, I read, in 1923. And it was fully adopted in 1927. In fact, it replaced SOS, Mayday, Mayday, Mayday. My father was in a Mayday situation years ago. He was on a very expensive private plane with some pastors, because he pastors a church in, in Houston, and the plane had problems, serious problems. They crashed in a field right in front of this airport. They all walked away. It was a mayday situation. One of the planes in 9-11 that tragically crashed, if you read and hear and listen to what the pilot said, mayday, mayday, mayday. There's no telling how many times that phrase has been used in different theaters of battle. You're on the sea, maybe you're walking around on land, especially in the air, mayday, mayday, mayday. Maybe, maybe you're in a mayday. Maybe you're in a mayday situation right now. I, I'm sure in a crowd this size, we have some people, you'd be like, I'm in a marital mayday. I'm, I'm in a mayday ed in the marketplace. I'm in a moral dilemma, a moral mayday. Mayday, mayday, mayday. We need help, we need rescuing. When you become a follower of Christ, you have to say pretty much, mayday, mayday, mayday. I need help. I'm, I'm crashing, I'm gonna burn. Mayday, mayday, mayday. It's interesting how we have to say that. We have to face the bad news before we hear the good news. Mayday, Mayday, Mayday. Maybe today in May is your day and it's your Mayday. Maybe today is your Mayday moment. Maybe today is your time. Maybe it's, it's your now. I'm gonna go through and talk a little bit about Mayday. I'm gonna argue God's case. I'm gonna tell you why today should be your Mayday because all of us will face death. All of us have a mayday, mayday, mayday moment when it comes to our mortality. We're gonna face God one day. And some will say, mayday, mayday, mayday. It'll be too late. Others though, because we've said mayday, mayday, mayday on the right side of the dirt, because we've been rescued by the Lord, we're not gonna say that when our ticket is punched and we face the Lord. So you're in either one of two groups. The book of Acts, Acts chapter two, 
tells us the history of the church. Have you ever wondered, I mean, why do we have a church anyway? Why, why churches? I mean, well, the church is the body of Christ. The church began in Jerusalem. It began after Jesus died on the cross for our sins, which happened during the feast of Passover, when he rose again, which happened during the feast of first fruits. And I'm just giving you some background of Leviticus chapter 23, which talks about the feasts on the Jewish calendar. Then we have Pentecost, which is the formation of the church, that feast, and the, the, the giving of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, though, had to die. He had to rise again. He had to ascend for the Holy Spirit to come. So the model is for the church, Jesus went up, the Holy Spirit came down, the church went out, and people came in. That's just a, a basic, simple, not shallow, detailed look, the Wikipedia look at the church. Well, let's get specific and look at the church. Don't you love this new technology? Well, it's not really new. This, this piece of technology is about 10 years old, but I want you to watch me, Mr. Technology, as we go through this. Now, thankfully, our team can override my mistakes up here. So I won't make too many. But, but watch this, watch this. Index finger, you ready for this? Look, 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 look. Boom! Say that with me. Boom! Technology. This talks about, remember, the church. It talks about a bunch of people, thousands saying, Mayday, Mayday, Mayday. Simon Peter preached a sermon. If you were here at Easter, how many of you guys were here at Easter? Lift your hand. If you missed it, some of you weren't here, go back online and watch the Easter message. It'll give you backdrop of what I'm talking about today. Simon Peter was uh, one of the disciples of Jesus, and, and he went on record and said, Jesus, I'll never diss you. I'll, I'll, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And Jesus said, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, you will. And he did. He, he, he cursed. He he totally turned his back on Jesus. He betrayed Jesus. Then after Jesus rose again, he reinstated him. Simon Peter became one of the leaders of the early church. So he's just preached this message during the feast of Pentecost. And Pentecost to the Jews back in Leviticus 23 celebrated when the law was given. Of course, now, those of us who are believers, it's a celebration of the church and a celebration of the Holy Spirit that's been given. So Simon Peter has, has preached this message, this courageous message. And check out what the people, what, what, what the people did. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart. What's the heart? Well, the heart is the seat of self. It's the essence of who you are and who I am. And they said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? They were pretty much saying, mayday, mayday, mayday. What should we do? Look at that. Right here. Simon Peter replied. Oh, now, watch this, watch this, watch this. It's gonna get crazy. 
One, two, three. What's the word? Oh my goodness. Somebody slap somebody. No, don't do that, but say, I love technology. Just tell your neighbor that. <laughs> Repent. That's the first thing you said. And then, and be Right now, as far as technology, I am on fire. <laughs> repent. What does repent mean? Because you don't hear a lot of talk about repentance these days. It's just not really popular, even from pastors. It's like, oh, your miracle is coming. You've got to have enough faith. And God just wants to bless your life. And he wants to give you this breakthrough. Rarely... Do we talk, we talk about it here, but I'm talking about Christianity at large, about repentance. I mean, that's not fun, it's not easy. Repentance, it means a change of mind, a change of direction. It's like we, we have this reception of sin and a rejection of Jesus, then we repent, and we have a reception of Jesus and a rejection of sin. Does that make sense? That's repentance. I change my mind. I change my direction. I, I say, I'm not living that way anymore. I make an about face. I repent. Repent. It has to do with reception and rejection. Repentance. Have you repented? I mean, have you repented? Because in the New Testament, when someone repented, when they turned from their sin, boom, boom, they were baptized. So you repented, then you were, boom, boom, baptized. So I made this word up. I made it up today. You ready for this? Do you want to learn a new word? I made it up. Re, I'm a terrible speller, so repent. Yeah. Repentize. Repentize. That's okay. Now, no, no. That's, and that's theologically true. You repent, boom, boom, you're baptized. It wasn't like, well, I'm gonna wait till next month when uh, Grandma Eva can be here and, 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 and Uncle John and all my cousins. I mean, that's okay, cool. But back in the New Testament, repentize. You repented, you became a follower of Christ, then you were baptized. Baptism is preaching a sermon. Baptism shows that you are a follower of Christ. Have you? I just gotta ask you, have you repented? Have you become a follower of Christ? Have you made that decision? At our Northport campus, this is some tragic news, but several weeks ago, a family of three were in a Jeep, and the Jeep hit the median, it turned over several times, killing the mom and the dad, throwing the three kids out of the vehicle, 
they pretty much were unscathed. Yet, the mom and dad repented at Fellowship Church. They became followers of Christ. And baptism happened. You never know. I mean, you have no idea. I have no idea when my ticket will be punched, when my death day will occur. We have no idea. So I want to argue God's case, as I said, about repentance. And I'll get back to baptism in a second. But very quickly, reasons to make this day your May Day. God wants this day to be your May Day. God wants you to say, May Day, May Day, May Day. Okay, what are the reasons? The urgency of repentance. That's it. Repentance. It's Jesus plus nothing equals salvation. Repent. Wait a minute, Ed. Are you telling me all I've got to do is change the direction, is to say, you know what? I'm not going to embrace sin anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be this person who has this reception of sin and rejection of Jesus. No, no, no. I am going to have this reception of Jesus and the rejection of sin. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, Turn away from that. That's right. That's right. It's that simple. It's not shallow. And the reason it's so simple is, can you imagine if this was hard? I mean, it would eliminate a lot of us. The billionaire and the personal welfare both come to Christ the same way. The urgency of repentance. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Now. What's wrong with now? What's wrong with now? Another reason, the certainty of death. I just kind of have said that already. We're going to die. Because we're going to die, um, you know, we, we need to repent. Do you think those people that died from Fellowship Church on Saturday evening, the night before Easter, thought it would be their last day? Young, vibrant, riding in a Jeep in Florida, wind in their face, sun setting? Really? We don't know. This very night, your life will be demanded from you. You know who said that? Jesus, he was telling a story about a guy who wasn't prepared for death. He'd stack up all the stuff. Squillions and squillions of dollars, yet he wasn't ready. So often we're cursed by being blessed. Not from God's Blessings. I'll talk about that in a second, but from man's blessings. If you say, you know what, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. If you thumb your nose in God's face, shake your puny fist at God, he'll say, you know what, you, you, want, to, you want to make money? I'll give you money. Here, well, I'll all that. I know people who have all this money. You probably know some. We, we see these people, some of them. Billions and billions. 
Yeah, on one perspective, they're blessed as far as man's perspective. I think God lets them chase that. They know, though, the emptiness of it down deep. They're in a mayday, mayday, mayday situation. Other people say, well, God, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm going to chase pleasure. And then God will let you chase pleasure. Sleep with this person, that person, this high, this buzz. Oh, yeah, go for it. Go for it. You'll be like the porn star that we interviewed a while back right here, making all this money, having all this sex, having all this acclaim, one of the most broken, one of the emptiest people I've ever met in my life. So, hey, go for it. God will let you go for it. Do it. But I'm telling you, I don't care how much money, how much sex, how much pleasure you have. One day, mayday, mayday, mayday. Popularity, likes, clicks, followers, same thing. Oh, go, go for it, God will say. Do it, do what you want to do. Go for it. You're a big boy, you're a big girl. I mean, I have the best in store for you, but you do what you want to do. We have that freedom of choice. Mayday, mayday, mayday. There's some other reasons too. The emergency of termination. Now this is really scary because Jesus told a story about a wedding and the point of the story is that you can't become a follower of Christ anytime you want. One day, God will stop pursuing you. Now you're not gonna hear that talked about a lot. That's not gonna be on coffee mugs or t-shirts. You're not gonna hear worship songs about that but it's Bible. Once the head of the house gets up, who do you think that is, and shuts the door, and you begin to stand outside and knock on the door saying, saying, let me in. Lord, open up. And check out what he's gonna say. I don't know where you're from. We can come to a point friends, where our hearts become so hardened with sin, we're past the point. We're, we're, we're at no return. I don't know when that time is for you. I have no idea. I'm just sharing with you what Jesus said. There is a point, though. You remember back in the Old Testament, for example, when Moses asked Pharaoh, Pharaoh, Moses said, let my people go. He said, no, no. And God sent more and more stuff, more and more plagues, more and more devastation. And finally, the Bible says his heart was hardened. If we continue to reject the love and the grace of God, our heart becomes calloused and we reach a point where we're done. Again, that's why I would beg you to make this day your May Day. How about this? There's the currency of blessings. I mean, I want these blessings. You're going, what do you mean blessings? Well, most people don't have this list that I'm going to share with you. I'm talking about the blessings of God here. Have you ever thought about this? A clear conscience. 
purpose, power and strength, life and peace, help with weakness, confidence, fulfillment, security, freedom. Most people don't have those. Now, they try to find them away from God, but most people don't have them. God has them in store for you and me if we repent. Your wrongdoing has turned these blessings away. Your sin has robbed you. Wow, robbed you, robbed you of good. Hmm. Have you repented? Let me ask you again. I mean, have you said mayday, mayday, mayday? Have you repented? I want to give you an opportunity to repent right now. I want to give you the same opportunity that Simon Peter gave thousands of people that afternoon in Jerusalem when the church began. And if you want to do this, I can't make you do it. Just say these words after me. All of us, I want all of us here and at all of our campuses to say these words because it'll give everyone the confidence to say it if you've never said it, but just say these words after me. God, God. I'm a sinner. I need you. I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I believe he rose again. Right now, I repent. I turn from my sin. I change my mind, my direction. I receive you, Christ, into my life. I give you everything I am and everything I'll ever be. Thank you for forgiving me, for cleansing me, for changing me, for adopting me, for giving me a home in heaven, a clear conscience, power in the midst of weakness, purpose, Love and grace. In Jesus' name, amen. I believe that many of you repented. The Bible says if we confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord, he will save us. Repent. 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 That's it. You did that. But repentize. How about this baptism thing? Now, whenever I talk about baptism, you know, questions arise. And body language, I was sprinkled. Well, my wife was sprinkled as a Lutheran. We have a lot of people at Fellowship Church who were sprinkled as infants. If you were sprinkled as an infant, lift your hand. I'm sure, a lot of people, yeah, okay, cool, good for you. And I'm not saying at all your baptism didn't take. I'm just gonna argue God's position on baptism. With many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Obviously, it was a mayday, mayday situation. Those who, here we go, look at this, accepted, that's the first thing. Those who accepted his message, the message of 
repentance, the message of forgiveness, the message of the gospel. What happened? They were baptized. That's second. Every time in scripture you have someone being baptized, first, first, they said, Jesus, take control of my life. First, they received Christ. Baptismal questions. You've got them. I used to have them too. The first one is the bassinet question. The bassinet question. Should we baptize babies? Great question. Or should we baptize those who are old enough to make a faith decision? Well, let me see. You know, I began to search years ago for infant baptism in the Bible. Surely it's here. I know it's here. The, um, and surely there, it's not here. I went to seminary and have done doctrinal studies and have talked to really bright theologians and no babies were baptized in the Bible. Hmm. So when we have a question, we don't say, what does Ed say? Definitely not. We say, what does the Bible say? And that's why we baptize after someone is old enough to make a faith decision. So once again, awesome that you were baptized as an infant. Cool. That was for your parents and a celebration that you're going to be brought up in a Christian home, etc. However, I would challenge you to be baptized the way Jesus tells us to be baptized after you've made a faith decision, which is being immersed underwater. So many people that we've baptized over the years have been sprinkled before. So it's adding to, not erasing what happened. So the bassinet question. You ever had that question before? Well, really the bassinet question happened just to go off on a little sidebar because of two false doctrines. These are not in the Bible, these doctrines. The first doctrine was the doctrine of original guilt. Original guilt. Original guilt says, and again, this is not in scripture, that when a child is born, not only are they born a sinner, which everybody's born a sin, sin, sinner. No one taught me how to sin. I just know how to sin. I was born that way. I have a synetic condition, right? Well, this false doctrine said, said that not only are little babies sinners, but if a baby was to die, God would hold them guilty, thus they would go to hell. That's not in the Bible. Only God knows the age of accountability. That age when someone has been exposed to the gospel and someone either receives it or not, only God knows. So when infants pass, they go straight into the arms of Jesus. So, Another false doctrine on the heels of this, again, let me say, false doctrine, baptismal regeneration. So people started going, well, the babies are guilty, so we better baptize them. We better baptize them. And in baptism, we'll save them. You know? So, so uh, they began to immerse infants. A lot of infants were dying because they were being immersed. Then there was a shortage of water certain parts of the world, they begin to sprinkle on the, on the head. And you've probably read church history with Constantine and people like that doing that. So that's how the whole thing began. However, is this a fun history lesson? 
During the first 1,200 years of Christianity, immersion was the universally accepted mode of baptism. Baptism is important. Don't think, well, it's just baptism. No, 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 it's huge. It's the first test of faith that Jesus gives us once we become a believer. All right, the second one. The tide question. Can the waters just clean my sin? No. You can get baptized a million times a day and still bust hell wide open. <laughs> oh, the lawyer question, I love this. You know, lawyers love to argue, and I have great friends who are lawyers. They're always arguing, you know. I mean, you can argue about anything. You know what's so funny? I sometimes try to ask lawyers direct questions like a yes or no question. They won't give you a yes or no. Uh, theoretically, generally speaking, Allegedly, I could argue that really I could argue this is really not technology. I can argue that. Well, you know, anyway. Can you be a believer and go to heaven without being baptized? Technically, yes. Yes. You remember the criminal on the cross who became a believer? Jesus didn't say, hey, jump down from the cross and then get baptized. No. Read Hebrews chapter 11, all the men and women of faith, they weren't baptized. So yeah, technically, if you're a lawyer, yes, yes. You could, it's, it's, it's Jesus plus nothing. It's not Jesus plus baptism. However, if you're able, get baptized. And we've had people over the years, some have been paralyzed who have entered the waters of believer's baptism. Is that, is that, is that cool? It's unbelievable. The mechanic question. Man, I wish I was mechanical, but I'm not. I mean, how should I get baptized? Well, we can talk about that in a little while, but by immersion, because when we have a question, we say, what does the B-I-B-L-E, that's the book for me, say? And, and, and we, we say, immersion. If you've been sprinkled, spritzed, poured, cool, the way to get baptized is what the Bible says, and that's by immersion. Number five, the Dunkin' Donut. That's right, that's how we baptize. The word baptizo in the Bible means to dunk. Not LeBron James or Zion Williamson dunk, no, no. I'm talking about dunk under the water because it best illustrates a death, burial, and resurrection. Because when you're under the water, that's your old life, you're identifying with the death, burial, Jesus and his resurrection. And the water symbolized the cleansing, the forgiveness of all of our sins. So it's a powerful illustration, public illustration of a private decision. Oh, we're moving now, aren't we? With this, with this index finger right here. Jesus was baptized that way. How many people went to Israel with us? Anybody here went to Israel? Okay. Guys, go. I know it's, it's not cheap to go to Israel, but it's worth the trip. We're going again in uh, December. I think I baptized over 100 and some odd people in the Jordan River. Now, now, now that is powerful. One day I'll show you the message because um, I, I did a little sermon on baptism. I'm, I'm right there standing like in, in the Jordan River, which is, which is cool. I almost showed it today, but it would have made the service too long. And I didn't. But Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River. And scholars tell us that Jesus went 27 miles out of the way. Walked 27 miles out of the way just to be baptized by immersion. 
because there was a shortage of water in certain areas. So, I mean, he was baptized that way. It's pretty important. Here's another one. Boom. Every baptism in the Bible was by immersion. Everyone. It best symbolizes a burial and resurrection. I love those. Man, I love these powder sugar donuts. And my favorite brand, God bless my mother. She went to be with Jesus two years ago, but she used to buy me sweet 16 donuts. It almost makes me teary to even tell you this. And, and, and she would pour me, my, my mother did so much stuff for me. Lisa said probably too much. <laughs> making the bed and the clothes. It was, yeah, it was too much. Lisa's retrained me. So my mother, though, poured a big glass of milk for me and I would dunk those white donuts, totally submerge them. I wouldn't sprinkle, I wouldn't just spritz it. No, no. Dunk it in vitamin D, full fat milk. I could eat an entire bag When you're baptized, you're going to go all the way under the water. Oh, that's the end. <laughs> I knew it. If I kept on doing that, it would just say, you're done, Ed. You're done. Oh. I might start using this more and more. Didn't you enjoy that? It was fun. Wow. Well, I want to give you an opportunity right now to get baptized. Behind me, we went to Walmart. Have you seen what's behind me? You won't believe it. Look at what's behind me. Can we? Yeah, yeah. We went to Walmart. I mean, does Walmart have it all or what? Let's just be, let's just be straight. Let's just be straight. And there is none other than Dr. John Cross in the waters of baptism. How are you doing, Dr. John Cross? Fantastic. Fantastic. I am too. Now, he's going to show us, before you do this, how to baptize. Because people are like, oh my gosh. You mean I can get baptized today? Yes. Mayday, Mayday, Mayday. Today needs to be your day. Don't put it off. Today. Today. Well, I don't know what to wear. We have changing rooms. We'll give you a full baptismal uniform. We have cool shorts too, don't we? You have the shorts down there? Yeah, sure. Okay. The shirts. Is that cool? Outward expression of an inward decision. Okay, now the shorts. Okay, thank you. These, these are cool shorts. I mean, I wear these shorts too. They're, 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 uh, they're, they're cool. Shorts. Everything else you need. Hair dryers. We have makeup artists. The best hairstylists in Dallas-Fort Worth. No, I'm joking about that. But we do. Towels, car mats, whatever. Isn't that great? So, we'll dress you up, men's area, women's area, 
dress you up, and then I'm going to jump in the Walmart pool. I'm going to baptize. There's my boy, White JC. That's his nickname, Young Johnny Cross. And, and John Cross is going to show us what happens because we've never lost anybody <laughs> in the history of Fellowship Church during baptism. There's no sharks in there, no snakes. So, so watch AC show us. And, and this is, she's getting baptized. <laughs> Woo! Yeah! All right! Wow! 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 So right now, while we're standing here and at all of our locations, if you want to get baptized, if you've repented, come forward right now. Don't delay. Come forward right now. Come on. Come on down. Just stand up. No one leaving. Let's give a crazy round of applause. Come on. People are being baptized. Come on down. Today is your main day. Today is the day of your salvation. Today is the day to get baptized. Today is the day I'm coming out of the shadows and into the light. Come on. What a celebration. Don't delay. Let's keep laughing. Come on. Everybody, they've been coming down in Miami. They've been coming down in Northport. They've been coming down in Dallas. They've been coming down in Frisco. They're coming down in South Lake Keller. They're coming down in Fort Worth. Come on now. Come on. Come on. All right. Is that awesome? All right. I want us to pray for these folks. Here's what I want you to do very quickly. When, as I'm praying, you just walk while I'm praying. You're going to walk out to my left, to your right, change, and I'll jump in that pool after I change, and we'll continue to baptize. Now, I beg you, don't leave while this baptism is taking place because this is why we do what we do. This is worship. This is community. This is what the early church was. And this is what we are all about. Fellowship. Fellowship. So you walk out as I pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for all these who have repented and for all these who are being baptized. And Father, I look forward to seeing the amazing things that will happen during this service. We ask all these things in Christ's name. Now, look at me for a second. If you want to walk out and join these people, just do it. Just do it. You might be like, I, I, I feel a leading right now. Yeah, just do it here or at our many different locations. Let's continue to worship and I'll see you in about, it takes me about 90 seconds to put on a uniform. I'll see you.
Danny and the team are leading us. Would you guys please be seated just for a second? We're going to move into our time of offering here and in our other campuses. You just saw what fellowship is about. We're about eternity. We're about changing people's forever. That's what we're about. Remember, Jesus went up, the Holy Spirit came down, and we're seeing the Holy Spirit move and act right now. The church went out and the people came in. Repentance and baptism, man, that's what it's about. So I want to challenge you to continue your faithfulness, church. Thank you so much for your generosity when it comes to bringing the tithe. You know, I know during May, June, July, so many of us are out of town. Even this week when we made so many calls, oh, I'd love to be there, but I'm traveling, and we had this graduation and this dance and this blah, 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 whatever. I mean, we even have a wedding coming up in our own lives. Our son is uh, marrying way over his head in just about, just about five days. So I get it. You know, we're busy. But I think it's so awesome. It's so, so awesome that we have a service and a response like this in May. I mean, this ain't January or February, you know? School's not, you know, it's not like beginning of school. We're talking in, in May. So when you're out of town, make sure to continue your faithfulness on your app. That's why Lisa and I encourage, and we are a part of a reoccurring giving because our church ramps up. And I don't want us to have a shortfall financially because I understand we're traveling, going on vacations, and oh, I forgot to, you know, become a part of the, continue the tithe, whatever, whatever. But, we have all these camps and all of these, these, so, these, these, these events throughout the year. My brother's coming in and doing a two-week series in a couple of weeks on the Father Heart of God. Brilliant, brilliant theologian and speaker. We're doing, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'll just say it, we're doing the best at the movies we've ever done this year. I'll be obviously a part of that. Alasso Ranch retreats, speakers, small groups. I mean, this stuff doesn't just happen. There's a cost to it. And that's the freedom of choice that you have and I have. So make sure to sign up for reoccurring giving on our app. Also do remember our intense campaign. You know, we've committed $30 million to do what is really gonna be, I believe, something that, that will make his story his story, you know, and that's uh, our Frisco location and so many improvements and all of our other campuses and so many other things. But if you think about what Fellowship Church does with our school, with our C3 Global, we, we help thousands and thousands of pastors here and around the world. I think about our children's ministry and our ministry to those who are hurting, those who are dealing with addictions. I think about just what, I mean, we, we just had an interview recently with a large station several minutes ago from Spain. And I think about just Haiti and I think about Nicaragua and I think about, I think about the camps and just souls. And so remember we ramp up and make sure you continue to ramp up even though you might not be here. So make sure to follow us online and, and all of that. So I'm gonna have a prayer for our offering after that. I'm going to throw it back to all of our campuses. So let's pray as we prepare 
to participate in giving. Father, everything we have is yours. You've given it to us and we're simply just returning it to you. You know, we say giving, but it's really, we're just returning it. And I thank you for fellowship. I thank you for the generosity. And I thank you, God, that this is why we do what we do. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, now I'll throw it back to all of our campuses and pastors, you take over now and we'll receive the offering while we're baptizing.
next weekend, we'll be back right here. I'll be back with part two of this series, Mayday, Mayday, Mayday. You don't want to miss it. I'm not going to miss it. I just am so, so thrilled. And let me just pray how the Holy Spirit of God has moved. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for this amazing time of worship. I thank you for each and every person who repented, each and every person who entered the waters of believers' baptism. I pray that they will discover your agenda, your purpose, your power, your strength as they get planted right here in this, your church. We thank you that this day became that day for so many here. In Jesus' name we pray and everybody said, Amen.